Hey everybody, before jumping into this week's episode, which is all about some social media channels that maybe you're not using or not using enough, we wanted to tell you a little bit about the product that we offer for your social media. Yeah, if you've ever wondered listening to us, what do Josh and Luke actually do every single day? What do they provide their clients? If you have the pain point knowing you have to be on social, but you're not sure what to post, you're not sure when to post it, we take care of that for you. You can check out a special Stay Paid Listener offer over at ReminderMedia.com slash Stay Paid Social. Now onto this week's episode. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less or more. Let me start the timer here. more. <laughs> About. Yes. Around 15 minutes. Maybe we should change the title from Silver Dollars to, you know, be, be like ish. Which is 15 Silver Dollar-ish. <laughs> yeah. No, today we're going to be talking about social media. With over 100 social media platforms available, it's tough to know where to focus and how much of your time to invest in each one. So we're going to skip over the top six. So the top, the biggest ones, the ones with a billion plus users, we're talking Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, YouTube. We're going to focus on four that you may not be using. Wait, is Messenger considered a social media platform? Messenger is its own platform with like 1.4 billion users. That's freaking Facebook nuts. owns four of the top six social media platforms that is nuts that's a monopoly yeah i've got compliance already working on it but hey we're going to read these off and as we kind of go through them you're gonna be like wait a minute i use that but i want to make sure that like you're really thinking about how are you using yeah. it and are you using it for your business the first one we're going to start with we're going to go in order of highest adoption to lowest as we kind of go through these so the Got first it. one that we're going to talk about is linkedin mm. linkedin with 740 million users i think that there's the power of linkedin right now uh, and we're seeing this in our own posts, and we're seeing other people really uh, speak about this a lot, is the fact that you can get actual organic reach on LinkedIn. Yeah. You can't get it on Facebook. You can't get, you it, on get it on Instagram. Instagram it's like the noise to like the like to to signal or, what, or whatever ratio is so much lower on LinkedIn yeah. because there's not as many, it's not as saturated, not as yeah. many people pumping out content. It's so much easier to get organic reach but also to think about from the standpoint of the context in which you're using LinkedIn is more of a business focused context. Yeah. Meaning when people are coming to LinkedIn, they're expecting to see business content versus if you're trying to put all of your business content on Facebook and Instagram, you might see zero likes. Yep. You throw up something like that that's educational or loaded with content mm -hmm. for your industry, and now you're getting people actually engaging with it, sharing it, commenting I on it. I feel like there's a lot more lurkers on LinkedIn though. Like I feel like LinkedIn is not as social as it should be. Like one of the problems with the platform is like you get on there and you see all the content, but you're not engaging, or at least I'm not engaging as much as I would on like Facebook or on Instagram or something like that. I don't know why that is, but that's an encouragement to everybody's you gotta be social. Another cool thing about LinkedIn that I love is you can get very hyper focused 
from a targeting standpoint. Yeah. And that's where I think the real gold is. Besides, if you're looking for a job, LinkedIn is incredible from a recruiting standpoint or trying to find a job. But um, really targeting down to where if you're like trying to sell a piece of SaaS software and you need to find the director of operations, yeah, you, need to find you can literally maker. find on LinkedIn by title versus Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that doesn't give you that quite ability. I was doing some research into kind of how real estate agents uh, might be using LinkedIn just as an example for some of our real estate clients that are listening. And a lot of the data is showing, and these are this is coming from real estate agents saying, a lot of times when some when they get a referral, that referral will check them out on LinkedIn first hmm. before contacting them to see, you know, their professional accreditations. It's where you go when you want to learn about somebody's professional hmm. recommendation or their experience. So at the very least, if you're not active on LinkedIn and posting a lot, at the very very least, make sure that your profile is up to date. It's professional looking. And if you want some tips on how to write a LinkedIn profile, go back and listen to Jimmy Coleman's episode. Ariel, I'm not sure if you've got the episode number available there, but Jimmy Coleman really spelled out yep. a fantastic process for writing out your LinkedIn profile. A couple other ideas, like you were mentioning, you can contact or connect with high net worth people. So this mm -hmm. is an opportunity where if you're looking to jump into like the luxury space yep. or if you're selling a piece of high ticket software. All the business owners, like go to your local area, find all, like if you're a financial advisor, find all the CEOs is search for all the CEOs and high-level executives in the place you live, yep. and you can connect with them. Another idea is we talk a lot about connecting with your clients on a personal right relationship level with their personal interests. This is your opportunity to connect with people on a professional, things mm -hmm. that you have in common professionally. One example given was, joining alumni groups of the university that you went to. Connecting oh, with awesome. other people yeah. that went to your same university gives you that automatic connection point where you can start uh, networking with the people that you want to reach. Yeah, another good- We got the episode. Oh, Jimmy Coleman was 185. 185, 185. Yeah, great, great Another idea. good um, tip that I heard was actually using LinkedIn to grow your email list. And literally every day, LinkedIn will let you do like 50 connections, 50 requests or 50, you know, reach outs. And you can just reach out and ask people to be part of your email list yeah. and give them a little link to sign up. The person added 300 email addresses to their email list over the course of like two weeks wow. of doing that. And that's you're just awesome. like, yeah, that's incredible, incredible way to, and especially hyper focused of who you're going after. So if you're targeting CEOs, you're targeting director of operations, you can search for that stuff and then try to connect with those people, get awesome. them on your email list. The next one is Pinterest. So Pinterest. Oh man, this is Josh's favorite. He spends hours on Pinterest <laughs> looking at like so, tie-dye. Think about oh, it this sorry. way. Pinterest, 60% of users on, on Pinterest are female. 57% of users of LinkedIn are male. I thought it was higher than that. I thought it was like 81% are female. It's not. It's, okay. <laughs> it's 60%. Like uh, literally, this is why you can't trust the, the statistics. Because I literally was like, I just read an article. I was like, it's I'm not. It's not. It's 60%. <laughs> Josh, what article? Fact check. You heard that. it here first. <laughs> Um, one interesting note there, though, 80% of all U.S. I knew it was 80. <laughs> of, all, of all U.S. millennial women are on Pinterest. 80% of the millennial population. Of Maybe that's what I read. Is, on, is using Pinterest. That's yeah, crazy. I, I myself that's crazy. Pinterest. Well, Pinterest has 459 million users. The idea of Pinterest here is to ditch this idea that Pinterest is only for recipes and crafts and DIY. Think of Pinterest as a search platform. Yes. So Pinterest, you know, obviously shows up a lot in Google search results. People also go to Pinterest to search for what? For ideas. So this mm -hmm. might be ideas, again, if you're in real estate for your house. Build boards that will showcase great, idea. great ideas for 
maybe it's kitchen storage or yep. maybe it's like different ideas for how to make the home better and a way to find out trending topics you can actually go to trends i think yeah trends.pinterest.com you can look at what's trending right now i looked this morning bedroom ideas kitchen ideas and easter decor are the top three trending topics in home build boards with articles and things that you found uh, uh that inspire you or that you like people will subscribe to that people yep. will view that and all it's doing is it's keeping you top of mind by providing them with a content that they want to yep. get and reuse that content so if you find like the designs that's that are trending go to your facebook page go to your instagram story and go hey this design is trending, which design do you like better? And put like a classic one or the new design and get people to vote. So it's it's a way to cross use the trends across your social platforms. No, I love that. And just to give you like an idea of, of how much reach you can get with Pinterest. I looked at our American Lifestyle Pinterest board. We only have 3,100 followers on, on yeah. American Lifestyle, but we got one and a half million views last month to our pins, our boards really? on American Lifestyle, yeah. Uh, Reminder Media is similar. We have 508 followers on Reminder Media, so not a ton of followers, but 90,000 views on our Pinterest boards last month. That's alone. crazy. We need a better Pinterest strategy. <laughs> that's crazy. Luke hears phenomenal numbers. He's like, yeah. that's great. We yeah. need more. Yeah, we need more, more, that's more. That's the attitude, yeah, yeah. people. That, that's, that's the mindset that's you have to but have. Also, you got to think about, I, I was reading, like, and I thought this person put it really, really well, is everybody's obsessed with lead generation, but it's really lead cultivation is the mm. name of the game. Mm. And I thought that was a great way to say it, is you need to be focused on lead cultivation. And uh, Pinterest is a way to cultivate leads. It's a way to get people into yes. your funnel they're they like what you're posting you have a board or something like that and it's content that gets you associated with you know what you do so and it's home design that type of stuff don't discount the lead generation we have had a lot of leads actually coming through your brother's podcast we Isn't had a that, lot of crazy. people coming through your brother's podcast because it was speaking to new agents hmm. coming in downloading our new agent ebook and then ultimately we've had leads from that that have uh, converted awesome. to sales as well another thing to do with pinterest is to make sure to set up a pinterest business account this will get you access to all of your analytics uh so you can see what type of content people are, are looking at. You can see those monthly views and things like that. And also opens up paid advertising. So yep. you can actually target by a local audience on Pinterest. So there's another idea. You don't have to, yep. but if that's something that you're looking to build into your marketing oh, budget. If you're retail, if you do retail there. right now and you have a visual product, it's jewelry, makeup, anything like that. Cause we, I know we have a lot of people that like we have a perfume salesperson that works for us. Like that's a great place to showcase product is on Pinterest and you can make it where it's clicked to buy. Yeah. Going back to your lead yeah. cultivation, or at least maybe your client relationship cultivation is look at the people that you've sold homes to in the past year and think about what type of content would they want to see if mm. you sold to a lot of families then maybe you want to create a board for like easy family meals and there's mm. just another way to provide value staying top stay top yep. of mind the third one that we'll talk about maybe you haven't heard it or maybe you've never seen it spelled is Cora Q-U-O-R-A with 300 million users. This is a question and answer website. I guarantee you've seen this because if you Google anything nowadays, one of the top yeah. options or top search results is going to be an article from Quora. Basically what this platform lets you anybody do is put a question out there and then anybody that has a, an account can answer those mm -hmm. questions. And we've seen like top executives at some of the biggest co uh, companies in the world get on Quora and answer questions yep. like, what's it like to build a business? This is your opportunity to jump on and look for topics in your area of expertise to make sure that you're responding to and providing in-depth answers mm -hmm. to those questions. Now, you might be thinking, well, how's that really going to help me if I'm like a local business professional, get people in? How likely is it someone in my neighborhood is going to see that? Well, that's an opportunity not just to refine 
right, your message, because now if you spend time answering something with Quora, that's going to let other people in your space see you mm-hmm. and potentially start to network with them. But then take that piece of content and repurpose that's it. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Into another piece 100%. of content. Well, it's it gives you authority and credibility. So yeah. when you're answering questions on Quora and you're upvoted, right, this very, very simple of a concept. Ariel asks a question, Josh comes in and answers, I come in and answer, the user base reads the answers, they upvote, they downvote. And if you can get upvoted to where you're one of the most popular answers, it gives you instant credibility that you're an authority on this subject matter. And then you can use that. You can repurpose that on other sites, let alone showcasing on Quora where you're going to actually pop up. So, Yeah. Users who are 18 years and older with a household income of greater than $100,000 spend two times more on Quora than LinkedIn. So it's a high earning uh, uh, audience there. I found myself a lot on Quora during the election time frame, like the politics, reading people's answers on the different political questions and, and things like why this happened. It had to be, it had to be crazy with what they're having to do with like election, what all the other ima- social sites are doing. I wonder how cool I, yeah, I can't even that. imagine, but I found myself very engaged. Fact-checking there. everything. Yeah. Uh, I looked up a couple, I saw a blog. I wish I could remember the name so I could credit. Maybe we can credit in the show notes, but a couple rules on Quora. Keep it real. It's not the place to, to hard sell. Genuine engagement is key. Rule number two, never drop a link and walk away. So if you're answering a question, mm. get in there and give your specific answer. Don't just drop a link. Cora will also see that as spam and maybe take it off. Uh, Three, get creative. It's a conversational platform. So tell personal stories. Mm. If you're talking about real estate, talk about how you made your own real estate decisions. Use that in your answers, not just textbooks, something that someone can find on Wikipedia. That's not the point of Cora. And then the last one is get competitive. Use Cora to really strengthen your value proposition and separate yourself (laughs) from the rest of your competition. Yeah, I love that. The fourth one that we'll go over is the newest one on the scene. It's the social (laughs) media darling of the day, which is Clubhouse, social media 10 darling. million users. So still pretty small in comparison million? to everything else. 10 million users. I would say the main value of Clubhouse right now, Luke, before, and then you can tell me what sure. yours is, but mine would be to network. It's mm-hmm. all about connecting with other people in your field, not just from a business standpoint, but from a learning standpoint. Yep. Getting on Clubhouse and listening in or getting to an opportunity where you can actually speak and then connect with the other people. Uh, there's so many real estate groups of real estate agents connecting up, talking about how they build a team, yeah. then they become each other's referral agents in the different markets. Lots of opportunities right now. Yeah, I think networking is huge. I have spent hours on Clubhouse and the education that I've gotten off of Clubhouse has been unbelievable. I mean, when you get into a room- It's another one like Cora where like you're getting answers from yeah. people who have done it before. You're just listening to it and instead of reading li- it. You get to hear them go back and forth. So like, it's mm. like you get to hear Damon John go back and forth with, with Grant Cardone. And then it's like these other people where they're, they're not necessarily influencer status, but then you look at their bio and they've built seven companies. <laughs> they've sold over $300 million. And, so, and you're like, wow, I get to hear from these masters in the business business, like I'm into investing in real estate, like multifamily real estate, that type of idea. I'm part of these real estate groups and just hearing these people who own, yeah, they're not massive. They don't have a thousand rentals, but maybe they have 300 and you get to hear kind of at their level, which is way closer to where you're at. It's a lot easier to learn from them and to understand kind of because they're closer to where you're at. The other that I'm getting into is Bitcoin, like cryptocurrency and stuff like that and getting into clubhouse rooms and listening. Now I I can't testify find out how good that knowledge is yet, but (laughs) I'm very entertained and very much listening and learning. No, that's awesome. I actually looked up a couple tips from Homelight. If you're sitting here thinking, well, that's great. How am I going to actually use this for my business? Or what are some specific ideas? Uh, They had uh, these 
well, there's eight ideas here, but the first four are all agent focused, right? So the one is to start chat rooms to share your experiences. Another one is to network with other agents, jump in the rooms, check out their profile, do what, just mm -hmm. what you said, see what they've accomplished, follow them, connect with them. That's going to build your network. Start a referral room to make referral connections outside of your markets. Another idea, doing a regularly re uh, scheduled recruiting chat right, where you answer questions about your brokerage hmm. or office. So there's an idea as well. And then the consumer focus one, host a scheduled chat where you answer questions about your home city or town. Now you might be thinking, how many people are actually going to show up to that? Well, this guy in, my, in Hawaii started a group said, ask us anything about moving to Hawaii, had maybe 20 to 30 listeners at a time, he ended up introducing himself to four to five people, non-agents, that were looking to move to that Hawaii. Is so crazy. Like, you've got to be present where people yeah. are searching. If someone's on Clubhouse and they want to hear what's it like living in Hawaii, you've got to be there to Think ask about how anything highly targeted about living that in Hawaii. is too. Yeah. Like they literally see a room which is intimidating for people to go into a room in a, in a sense of it, and they see living in, living in Hawaii, they actually went in, their interest level is so high. So high, yeah, 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 yeah. that's so crazy. Intense, huge. Host a chat about how the real estate process works is another idea. Yeah. I think being very regular and scheduled is the key to Clubhouse. Just, I haven't, you know, full disclosure, I have not gotten on there and hosted anything myself. Yeah. But looking at what other people are doing and just making the natural connection, it really seems like that schedule plays Some a huge part. Some people live on Clubhouse because every time I get on, doesn't matter if it's <laughs> 1 a.m. or 8 a.m. It's Grant Cardone, it's Kevin it's, Harrington. Yeah, there's this so guy named Matt that's like, always hosted a room and I'm just yeah. like, how is this possible? <laughs> Another idea is to host a chat about your local housing market and then host a chat where you interview or feature local businesses. So we've given these ideas before on Facebook. Mm. This is just taking it to another platform yep. and being present for people that are yeah, searching. Don't that. underestimate the smallness of a group and the power of that smallness, like meaning like a hundred people, 20 people in a room, you really are talking and can talk to each other. And what I love about Clubhouse from an app standpoint is you're in a room, you can very easily see someone bio go to their instagram you're still hearing the conversation yeah, as you do yeah. it because it plays in the background follow them on instagram go back to that the app so it's really convenient very cool so those are your four social media platforms that you should be using but probably aren't using enough thank you so much for listening head on over to staypaidpodcast.com for all of our show notes and the video of this episode to support the show we would love it if you would just take a minute to do two things head on over to apple Podcasts. make sure you're subscribed there leave a comment and a review to let us know how we're doing and the best way to help out the show is to share this with a friend share this episode with a friend um luke yes what's the opposite of irony wrinkly <laughs> Wrink wrinkly is the opposite of irony if you want to get a hold of me or luke you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on social media we are at stay paid podcast on instagram on facebook on twitter i really need to get on twitter We'll stay yeah. paid or delete it. I think that's a principle in social media. Like, like everyone, the number one platform we need to be. If on you're right not going to use it, just delete. It's better to have no profile <laughs> than a stale profile. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike, and I'm Luke Acre, and I'm at Luke Acre on Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, follow me there. I would love to talk to you and love to connect up. Love to enter into a room that you're speaking in. It will notify me if you start speaking in a room. I'll get that notification if we follow each other. But here's your action item. Really, what Josh just said. It's like you have to get active 
at least on one of these platforms. You know, stretch yourself a little bit. If you're looking for education, think about Quora, think about Clubhouse. There's a ton of value just for you as a business owner and learning from people. If you're looking at a new way to connect with clients, a new way to network, maybe use LinkedIn or use Pinterest. Great ways to help you cultivate relationships. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 